All right, welcome to episode 33 of the Bobbycast. Here with Kelsey Ballerini and uh, our sponsor, Blue Apron and 100Flower. Thank you to those guys. Hello, Kelsey. Hello. Do you know that the, the funny thing is, I feel like it, the, for the first time ever, I actually researched you. You did. Because I was like, what in the world is there about Kelsey that I didn't know? Because I was trying to find an angle with these. Did you find anything? I did. I actually oh, did. You I did? found something I did not know about you. And, and I'll get to it in a second. Okay. But it was weird because, I mean, we've known each other since. I mean, for, I, I've been here, really. Two and a half years, probably? Yeah, ever. I mean, funny, that's uh. ever. <laughs> but, um, so I started looking things up. I didn't know you were in college here. Yeah, I went to Lipscomb. I had no idea. For I, two years. So you moved out to Nashville at what age? 15. Okay, so you move out here and your mom comes with you? My mom came with me. She got a job here. From outside Knoxville? From Knoxville, yeah. So you mean she gets a job here? What is it? So you're a kid and you want to move to Nashville and be an artist? Yeah. And she just moved and got a new job because of that? Well, it's funny. I started writing when I was 12. Loved it. But I had danced for 10 years. I'd done gymna- like gymnastics and loved that too. And so I think I, I liked a lot of things. But um, I think mom kind of watched it go from like a hobby to a passion, something that I was really really committed to and not just doing in my spare time or whatever. And, um, and so we started coming out here on the weekends and, you know, whenever we could and just meeting people and going to writer's rounds and seeing what it was about. At, at how old? At 12, 13. Really? I had my first demo session out here when I was like 13 years old. Explain what that is to people well, that don't know. back then it was, uh, when you hire a bunch of studio musicians and you like have an engineer and they come in and you play them your song. I played it on guitar um, because I didn't have a recording of it. And they do the Nashville number system, write it all down, go in, play your song like two or three times down and then go to the next song. And it kind of turns into this big, I mean, it sounds like a record. So I did that when I was 13. Um, And I mean, was just like, thought it was the coolest thing ever. And actually random, story there was a guy named eddie bear he's a he's a drum player huge amazing drum player um studio uh drummer and i remember this guy the engineer was like listen like these are really big studio musicians they're probably not going to talk to you they're going to go in and do what they do you know they probably have three of these booked today four of them booked today and so i remember being super intimidated but like really excited there's three songs that i'd written by myself and they go in, do their thing. Sounds incredible. And afterwards, Eddie Bear comes up to me. He's like, hey, who'd you write these songs with? And I was like, I wrote them by myself. And I just remember he looked at me and he was like, keep doing what you're doing. And he walked out. And I'll never forget it because I just was ready for no one to talk to me. And the fact that he talked to me and he validated my songwriting was like the coolest thing ever to me. And then I started playing the Opry and he's now often the Opry drum player. So And you... And I know from playing the Opry too. I played it a couple of times. I got, have, but you've told him the story too. Have he you t- remembered me. Really? He remembered me. He wasn't there for my debut, but he was there the second time. And I walked up to him and I'm like, "Do you remember me?" And he's like, "Remind me." And I was like, "I was like 13 years old and I had these songs." And and he was like, "I do remember you. You're with your mom." And I was like, "I was with my Did mom. you tell him though what he meant to you with those few words I that, did. that were passing? He probably doesn't remember. I did tell him absolutely because when you're like when you're starting out, any bit of just like validation is, I mean, it's worth a lot. Does that affect you now when you talk to new artists too, and you realize that? A single sentence can change really the life. Yeah. 
of anyone. Yeah, I'm super careful about what I say, and especially like the the outlook I give on the music industry because so many people are just like a little bitter, you know, a little grumpy, and I think it's important to not be like that. What is your outlook on the music industry? I mean, it's hard. That's, I think, a fair thing for anyone. I mean, on any side of it, I'm sure you even think that. But I think that the biggest thing that I've learned is just putting the people around you that are going to make it enjoyable. You know what I mean? Like, the 4 a.m. wake-up call is the work part, not the onstage part, not the studio part. You know? That's the fun part. The work part's just like the the crazy travel or the the being tired every now and again. Um, that's the hard part. Back to you going to college here, which again I didn't know. Yeah. So you're here. You're living here at 15. Yeah. Did you homeschool for high school? No, I went to high school. So you went to public high school? I went to a new high school, junior and senior year. It was terrible. And so, oh, that that is bad. It was so bad. Because, again, you're new. And you're new. And I was in Williamson County where everyone's, like, really cool. And um, my the high school had uniforms. So you go to this school. Mm-hmm. Are there other artist kids there now that you look back at the time or no? There were no other artist kids, but there were a bunch of people that wanted to be singers. There were a lot of us. Did any of them make it out? That you know that it's still kicking around town? There's one girl. She was signed to Sony. Her name's Jordan Shellhart. We were actually friends. And um, we are friends. And I wrote a song on my album with her called Secondhand Smoke. She's like stupid talented. So You good. went to high school with her? The girl you wrote that song with? Yeah, I went to high school with her. That's crazy. That's yeah. cool. Um, and she's like, she's incredible. She's writing still. You finished high school. Were you a smart kid or no? Yeah. So grades wise. Yeah. You, you were a smart kid. Yeah. So you decided to go to Belmont? I went to Lipscomb. Lipscomb. It was weird. I When I moved, high school got really hard for me socially just because I wanted to be a singer, and that's why I moved here, so I was really kind of fixed on that. But grades were really important to me. I was kind of nerdy, and so um, I ended up dual enrolling into college my senior year, and so I would go to high school till before lunchtime, and then everyone would go to lunch, and I'd go to college. So in your mind, you're going to college to do what? I didn't really know. I, I took a lot of classes in like communications and marketing because I kind of felt like it would help me if I got to do music um, and be an artist. And so that was kind of what I did. And then I just did like gen ed. So I could, I made this deal with my mom when I moved to Nashville and she was like, you have to stay in school until you can make some sort of a living out of music. So I just kept doing it. So you were in Lipscomb until when? Not what year, but until what level of college? Um, I left after my sophomore year, so halfway. How difficult was it for you to stop going to college? Not difficult. It wasn't. So it was. No, like, I was super ready. Like you, you found your calling, and like you were able to just kind of go, okay, this is it. I didn't. I didn't want to go. I was really. I really fought my mom on going to college. Um, hindsight, I'm really glad I did. Not just for like the education part of it, which I'm sure I learned a lot, um, but just for the life part of it, I feel like I needed to grow up a bit. I thought I was ready when I wasn't. And, um, did you move to, cause you're talking about a close school. Did you move onto campus or did you still live at home with your mom? So my mom lives in Franklin. The first year I lived with my mom and I had classes on Tuesday, Thursday, just like sun up to sundown. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday were my music days. So I just kind of venture out and do whatever on those days. So, okay, sophomore year, you're going to quit school. It doesn't sound like it was a difficult decision because you found what you wanted to do. But that means you're able to make a living. So sophomore year, I did. I lived on campus, did my whole year there. 
Um, and I, I mean, I took how, how many credits can you take? I forget now. I think I took like 28 credits. So I was like super busy and was still doing music. Um, and was super exhausted and my mom could see that and I was really trying to make it work. And then I got offered a publishing deal. And so a publishing deal is you go and you write, not just for you. And you weren't writing for you because it wasn't an artist me. deal. You were just writing songs. I was writing, yeah. And so they pay you a little bit of money. A little bit. A little bit of money. Yeah. And you write songs. Mm-hmm. And you hope that a song gets picked up by an artist. Yeah. That you make money. You pay back all the money first. Because the money like they pay loan. you is an advance. It's a loan, basically. You owe it all back. Right. Yeah. And then you want to make more than that after. Because that's what you actually make. Yeah. So that's your goal. Yes. And you're writing songs. Now, did you write any songs that, that any of the artists picked up? No, never. Did you ever feel like, man, my, these people that are paying me to write, which, by the way, is your label, mm. Black River, mm-hmm. you ever feel like, man, maybe they're kind of losing faith in me because I have no songs? No, because I, I was really upfront about wanting to be an artist, and I was fine with like doing it in two different steps because um, I knew that I probably needed to develop a bit before I was ready to do an artist deal, but that was my, that was my end goal. Um, and so they even structured my publishing deal to, it was kind of like, all right, if you get a cut on another artist, this is your percentage, whatever. But if you are an artist and you cut one of your own songs, you get co-pub, this is, you know, what you get on this. So did they feel like you were writing for you? Do you think? I think that I don't even, I think I was writing for both. Because I have songs that I wrote in that time. And even now that I'm like, I love this song. It's just not for me. Um, but I think once we wrote Love Me, that was really the first song that when we wrote that, we were like, this is like, we're on something and we don't know what yet. This might be me. Um, and then we ended up writing like Peter Pan and all that. And that's kind of when the record deal happened. When we get to the songs in a second, uh, when you walked in, I have six people on my wall that if they called me, I would be like, whatever, good or bad, good times, bad times, middle times, I would be like, that makes me happy. You get whatever you need. And, and, and I think four of the six have now come in. Jansen has been in. Eric Pasley has been in. Marin came in a couple weeks ago. You're up on the wall. I'm You're on probably the, wall. the first the first of all of those. And then Keith and all Little Big Town. I don't have microphones for Little Big Town. <laughs> There's a lot of them. I don't have enough microphones. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have a wall of... Philip's the talker anyways, right? Just give it to Philip. Yeah, they all have their, they all have their moments, but that's that's them. my like my wall of, you know, if ever you need something, those are like the six people that I will be like, you need a, a kidney, or whatever. <laughs> so you're on the wall. That and makes so, me happy. Th- that's your face, and there's that is my. That's a really terrible picture as well. Um, you do look like a one of those kids on, I look on like those a shows. Deer in the headlights. Well, you know those like those those kids that are like. Eight, but their mom puts tons of makeup on them. Yeah. What are those called? Those pageant, those pageant kids shows. Because you're obviously really young in that. It's for love. I know. It, I was. I mean, was I twenty? Maybe. Whatever it is, you look a lot like. Lot I had younger. a baby face for a long time. I think I still do. You still have a baby face. It's not like you're forty right I now. Know. I feel like I aged a lot. <laughs> uh, you've definitely matured a lot in the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, tell me about this here. So you talk about writing the song. Yeah. Uh, where are you? Tell me about the room. Who's in the room? This was such a random mistake song. Um, that wasn't a mistake. We had we were writing at Black River. I was writing with um, Josh Kerr that day, and um, Forrest was writing with a guy named Lance Carpenter that day. 
Um, and so we all get done with our rights and we're like, Hey, should we try to all write together? Like we're all kind oh, of, so you wrote separately and they came together on this one. Yeah. Oh wow. That was our second song of the day. And, um, yeah, so we got together and we ordered soul shine and we just Which kind of pizza pizza. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we kind of just posted up in like the, the big lobby area of the label, um, the upstairs by the fireplace, you know? I do know, but do I know. act like I don't. I'm you just do. I, listen, I'm just a question asker. Um and so yeah, and it was kind of no pressure and we were sitting there, we were catching up, we all we didn't really get a lot of time together and um yeah, we were just talking, hanging out and I think the first thing that came out, well, Forrest actually, who ended up producing my whole record, um he's like my musical partner. He's just that person for me that I feel like is my better half. And has really become that. And especially now even working on the next record is that even more so. But um, he was like, hey, we were listening to Take a Bow by Rihanna. I love pop music. And so we were listening to that song. And he was like, I really feel like you should try to to do like that swag that she does. How she kind of like laughs after she says a sassy line and all that stuff. And I was like, I just don't know if I can pull that off. You know, I didn't know. Because I, I mean, I was 19 at the time maybe. And... I don't know, just insecure and awkward. And, um, so he's like, let's just try it. And he started playing the da 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 on the guitar. And, and then we were all kind of like the, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, we just loved that kind of melodic thing. And, um, and then we literally just wrote it in like 30 minutes. And, uh, I don't think we really thought anything of it other than it was fun. But the moment for me that I remember was Forrest did a demo for it. Um, and Who sang the demo? I sang the demo. Okay. So he did like a basic track, like guitar, beat. I sang it like the next day. And then he did a demo for it, like built around my vocal and sent it to me. I mean, maybe a week and a half later. And I remember putting on my headphones, listening to this demo and being like, that's special. And I don't know why, because it's not lyrically genius or anything, you know. But it's special to me, and um, and the label felt the same way about it. So, and the, it got pitched around town too, which I didn't know till later. Oh, so they were trying to give the song to some other people. I didn't know that because I wasn't signed yet. Yeah, and um, oh, so you weren't okay. Good, this is all putting it into to a place now. You weren't signed as an artist no, when you wrote this song. No, it's fair then they pitch it. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. To you, it may not feel fair because you're writing so for upset, yourself. I was so upset because I was I like, guys, it. this is the first one. I get it. I completely... Yeah. But looking but at everyone it... Everyone thought it was way too pop. And I think... And this is a, a, kind of a weird place for you right now. And I, this is why I'm really anxious. And listen, I've heard some of your... You, you've sent me some stuff on your second album. Yeah. And I'm anxious for it to come out because it's going to paint a new you. I think so, too. Because what what's happened with you is you created this new niche in the format. And now a bit... I don't think it's. A, I don't think you're being penalized for it, but I think this is your one record, and it got so big that people only know you as the pop country girl. I know. So now, it's your goal, and this is just me talking, and it's your goal with the second record to show your depth. Do yeah. You, do you feel that? Yes, I think that. Just talking super honestly, like I think that this first record. It was really heavily embraced by radio, which was really epic. But I think in doing that, the industry... Absolutely. It made you not cool. It made me really not cool. And so it was awesome because I was like, radio's girl, which I love. And I mean, I did a 22-week radio tour. I mean, like, 
That means, for those that don't know, she's going to morning shows and radio stations at five in the morning and singing, and it's miserable. And <laughs> it, it is, and you're yes. dealing. It's just, and you're going city to city, mm-hmm. little station to little station every single day. Yeah, doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and it, and it it's it's paid off, and it's been amazing, and that relationship's been amazing. But I think in in that happening how it did, it made Nashville kind of be like, Meh. But what a place to be because you're right. It, yeah. You put out this record and it, it it breaks records and sets new standards. And here you are, you're all over the, all over TV. But you know how industry snooty can be. So to the industry, like the you know. You're not that cool, but everybody in the world, you're the coolest thing ever. And it's a weird dynamic because it, you're blowing up. But then the people that are at home, you're like, that you want to to like be like, oh, Kelsey, yeah. I'm so... You're like, oh, they don't think I'm cool because my songs sound poppy. Yep. It was a Is hu- that accurate? It's a huge insecurity of mine, yeah. And, and the thing for me, like my biggest goal right now, and like I'm in, in Nashville right now, like I have two and a half weeks to finish my record, essentially. And... I'm writing twice a day. I'm writing after this. I wrote this morning. Like, I'm just like trying to drain myself of that because if anything, like I just want people to know I'm a songwriter on this next album. That's the most important thing to me. And what's funny is you're such a songwriter. You know, I mean, I used to no, play you I stuff know. All the time. in the car and I know, and we would drive for hours and hours and hours yeah. and you would play songs and you're very much a songwriter, but I, I saw it as it was happening and as you were I know. exploding, I saw you exploding in one way and becoming industry less cool at the same time and it's such a weird weird anomaly it's It's so weird like the bigger you got but you screw them because i'm gonna tell you in a sort of way that that's happened to me too where it's like you know what i'm just gonna be me yeah and that's really all you can be it's yes it's carrie carrie for her kalia line this sounds so lame but her trademark or whatever is stay the path stay your path and i'm like i always have to tell myself that because i'm always comparing myself to every other chick artist and i'm like dude just like do what you're doing but you know what's funny every chick artist compares themselves to you now and you probably don't feel that way i don't yeah but they do and i and i get to talk to a lot of them they all are like man i just really want to do what kelsey does and you are that you're the next you're the first of the next wave and that's it's pressure too. It's a lot of pressure too because you have to put out a second record and a next record that ha- you I really know. do. It's a lot of pressure. I know. But the good thing for you is you also you create your content. Mm. You're not just out picking. No. And and that's a and that's a different skill set in itself. But you write. Yeah. And a lot of people don't. Yeah. So you can actually create your own path. Which even if you lose, if you're creating your own path, I will go down. At with least my ship you happily. lose. At least you lose by creating. Dude, yes. You don't have to get in someone else's boat and sink. You get to build your own boat and sink. Absolutely. And there's so much more into that than, than it is just Absolutely. falling with it. So um, Love Me Comes Out. Yeah, Love Me Comes Out. Wonderful song. Who picks it, by the way? Like when? Do, it what? was across the board. We just knew. We we had a meeting just, I think, for the sake of having a meeting. Um, and uh, we all sat around and... I don't even know if I had management at the time. I don't think I had management yet. You didn't because your management, I, I remember meeting your, your now manager in St. Louis when he came to one of our Fletcher, shows. Yes, yeah. you're right. You're right. So yeah. I didn't have management yet. It was just me and my label. And we which all... Is, which is not a good place to be, by the way. I've it's learned. not. You want to always have someone there. But again, you pick a good song, good to go. Yeah. And so we listened to three songs. We had a song called Looking at Stars the first time and uh, Love Me. And listened to all three. And then we all went around the table and voted. And everyone said Love Me. And 
And then I guess they already knew that that was going to happen. So then we, they had all these like cool bracelets made that said, let me like you mean it on them. It was a cool moment. Yeah. Mike, we need to go to Blue Apron for a second. Yep. All right. Okay. So about Blue Apron, Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everybody. It comes to my door. Uh, when you walked in, you saw a big Blue Apron box, by the way. And all the ingredients are in the box and even the seafood. It's sourced sustainably under standards developed with the Monterey Bay Aquarium seafood wise. So, I mean, like this is real deal stuff. They're pre-portioned. You'll cook at home. You can do it as like a thing to do together or you can do it yourself and not tell anybody. And all of a sudden you're like a super chef. So, like there's build a bond right there. I use Blue Apron. I love Blue Apron. Uh, meals that are upcoming – Spicy shrimp and Korean rice cakes with cabbage. Like, you would never make this stuff in real life. But Blue Apron allows that. So, blueapron.com slash Bobby, right? Is that right? Yep. Blueapron.com slash Bobby. All right, so um, let's talk about your second single. Okay, Dibs. So, Dibs comes out, and how did that one get picked? Did you go into a meeting and vote, but they already had, like, a bunch of Dibs hats? (laughs) No. (laughs) You know, it's funny. I don't... I don't even really remember having a meeting about dibs. I think. You haven't heard this before. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I when I did my radio tour, we played three songs acoustic every station visit, and it was "Love Me," "Dibs," and "Peter Pan." So I think we always knew that those were our three, um, and we knew that we needed to be really careful on "Peter Pan," and I think that "Love Me" set us up to kind of. Do something, and we didn't know what it was yet. But I think that we needed to reestablish that sound before we changed it. I think that was our our theory with that because "Love Me" was such a left of center song sonically, and Dibs kind of had that same tempo, that same feel. Um, and a lot of people criticized that and said it was the same song. And in some ways, it kind of is. But you know what's weird? And you say that I'm gonna just say, okay, it had the same feel. It, it was left of center. You said. At the time it was, and now it's not. And now it's not. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and all of these artists that end up making it in pop, not in pop, they make it because they pop. Mm. It's because what they were doing was left of center at the at time. At the time, yeah. I talked to Sam Hunt today, and Sam and I have become oddly friendlier than just a. <laughs> Then no, not not romantically, but <laughs> but more than just a radio host yeah, and an sure. artist. Because like me, Sam is very. Like reserve, like if we're not on, we're not on. Yeah, and we we like our time to write and like, I'm, I'll sit in my room for four hours and just write jokes or write or, or, or working on the book. Yep. And so, but we were talking today, and I was like, let, just for a second, like think about everybody that told you that your sound was not going to work. Yep. And, and he was like, most people, even my own people, told me it wasn't going to work yep. because it was so left to center. But he's like. It was my. It was what I wanted to do, and I was going to go down with my own thoughts. And Your so, vote, yeah. as you say, left to center, now you've created it in the middle. Like you were the one that made this the middle sound. <laughs> yeah, it's cool to think about. You're the one that, and uh, I mean, I can like Lauren, great friend of mine, Lauren Elena. Like she's able to put out that song because of "Love Me Like You Mean It." Road Less Traveled is able to come out because I love me like you mean it. I saw her, well, I, I saw a clip of her singing Peter Pan karaoke the other day, and I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. By the way, no, Laura Lana does not get the credit she deserves for She's being so one of the best singers in town, period. It's dumb. Period. No, it's, I know. I was like, please don't actually sing that song because no one's going to want me to sing it anymore. So <laughs> She is so good. And she's also a really a good songwriter. 
And you don't. I've never ridden with her. And I oddly have. And because I, you know, I write kids' music and comedy music. And she, she, she's quick, man. But, and Lauren's been into it before and uh, is just a, a great person. So, but I, you just think left to center put me on that. It's not yeah. anymore. Like, yeah. You've, it's cool. You've made it middle Super now. Cool. And so now, but what you're going to do next is you're going to take another sound and go left again with this next record. Because one, you can, you have the ability to, and two, you have to. I have to. And yeah. so, okay, so Dibs comes out, it goes number one. Is it? Is Which it, was a surprise. Come on, don't was, give me the surprise if it really wasn't a surprise. Well, listen, this is what happened. So it was a really tough song. Dibs was our toughest song because radio liked it. And during radio tour, they were like, is this going to be a single? We're like, yeah, we think it'll be second. But um, it didn't sell well, really. And um, and then when it got up to the top like five, which we were stoked about because we didn't know if it was going to happen because it got stuck in the 30s for a while. Um, it got up to the top five and Granger had just gone number one uh, with On the Verge and he was pushing for a second week. And it was the week that we were trying to push for number one. And it went down to the very last hour of the chart. And I remember being like, okay, like... You're getting number two, and that's fine. Like, you're fine. And I was at home in my old apartment getting my hair done. I had foils in my hair. And as I got closer and closer, Megan, our friend Megan, was sending me. I was with Megan that night. We were in Austin. In Austin, you were. I was doing a stand-up comedy show for charity. We were all together that night. Okay, yes. Oh, my gosh. Waiting to see if Dibs had Do you remember how close it was? No, I'm telling you. I finished the show because it's midnight Pacific time is what counts. Because Eastern comes in, yes, it's like the new Ryan Seacrest New Year's. Like you're count, oh. you're going all the way down, and I finished my stand up comedy show at like ten thirty or eleven, which meant it's nine Pacific. So they're like, we're going to the bar and waiting and watching the charts. It was hectic. I just remember as it got closer and closer, Megan's like, we might get it. It's still really close. So I started inviting some of my friends over just in case it happened, just in case it didn't, you know. And um, so before I knew it. Like I have like 30 people in my tiny little one-bedroom apartment, foils in my hair, and I get the call, and they're like, we got it. It's number one. And um, and I have a video of all of it. And then Hunter Hayes was over um, with his girlfriend Libby, and he like made this beautiful toast. And like it ended up being like the coolest night of my life because we were just like, is this going to happen? We don't know if we're going to get it. And we got it, and it ended up being like a really cool celebration. And having two number ones gives you the ability to fail next and still have some strong feet. Yeah. So, and that's why we risked it with Peter Pan. And it was a risk because one, you're a girl. Yeah. And two, it's a, it's a ballad. Yeah. And at the, and even now, that's not the safest thing. But real back, but then, I mean, we're talking even a year ago. Yep. Or when it, it really wasn't a safe play at all. Mm-mm. And there was a lot of mid tempo and slow mm-hmm. ballads on radio at the time. Always long. It was when they all started to come out at the same time. At the time. same yeah. time, yeah. yes. So, all right, tell me about the song. Oh, man. This was like... I I feel like we all knew that this was our, like, our song that would change the game. And it did. And I think in different ways than we really even knew. But... Um, I wrote this song with Jesse Lee and Forrest, who I wrote with today, actually, randomly. Um, and I remember it was my first write with Jesse, and I remember Jesse as an artist. When I moved to town, her video was on GAC and CMT for It's a Girl Thing, and um, thought she was so talented. And it was my first write with her, so I was super stoked. And do you know Jesse at all? Nope. She is a spitfire. I mean, comes in the room like a bulldozer. 
in the best way possible. So I was kind of like let, letting her take the room. And um, she was like, I had this idea. Um, but if we don't write it well, I'm going to go write it somewhere else. I just want you guys to know that straight up. And we were like, okay. And I think her doing that intimidated, intimidated us a bit, but it also kind of put this pressure in the room um, and like this challenge in the room of writing a really good song. And she was like, Peter Pan, the, the boy who doesn't grow up. Um, that's, that's my idea. And we loved it and, and wrote it really quick, I think. And it was one of those songs that we just wanted to keep singing over and over in the room. Like no one was ready, like ready to leave yet. Um, which was cool. I have trouble with your next song and not for a reason you would expect, but, um, and, and whenever you hear this, cause people listen to these months later, but as we're doing this Bobby cast, uh, your singles, yeah, boy, oh, yeah. Yeah, boy. I don't know how to say it. I feel yeah, ridiculous boy? saying yeah, boy. I don't know if it's like, yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> so, so on the radio, I don't say the name of it. I'm just like, That's why? Because it's like, there's yeah, boy. Just say si, senor. It just feels, I could do that. Just start it just calling feel, it si, senor. It just feels Didn't you call say, Peter Pan, Peter Pants? Pants? Peter Pants, yeah, yeah. You just say, just call it si, senor. Yeah, yeah boy. No, because then people will be like, what are you doing? <laughs> people get mad at everything I do anyway. Oh, my God. All right, so on the, right now, this, this is your song on the radio This is my right song now. on the radio. Yeah, yes. so uh, this one here. Just tell, give me a brief story. Um... You know, it's the last song that we're going to release from this album, and um, I think the whole heartbeat of the album I put out was very young. A lot of it was very flirty. Um, you were also young and flirty, though. You, totally. I mean, it was a you absolutely, album. Absolutely. And I think, I mean, even what you've heard, this next record is not that at all. And so I think that it was kind of us being like, let's circle back and end it how we started it before we kind of move on to something else. Um which has been really fun because it's it's fun to see the fans that initially reacted with Love Me be like, oh, this is my this is my favorite song on the record. Yeah, well, we've been waiting for this. You know, that's been fun to see. My favorite song on the record is one that did not come out as a single uh, just because it was like, you know, I'm, I'm a weird person that doesn't always fit. But I love the square pegs. You did. Yeah. You can choose if you're bad, if you're good, if you love to rock, speak in your heart, speak in your mind. That was the last song we wrote. Like that's like like I sound like a kid. <laughs> you, yeah, you. Sound, I mean, this whole record though, Kelsey, you're talking about you. You've grown up. I, I mean, know. a lot in the last three years. Like it's been kind of wild to watch the ascent. And again, this your next record is gonna make you even older to people because it's far more mature. Yeah. And this, you needed this first record. Oh gosh, I'm proud of it. You should be proud. I'm of so it. proud of it. And I know you don't feel cool because it's poppy, but I don't it feel changed cool. the game. No, no. It completely changed the game. You would not be here without this sound. You're right. The absolutely. radio would not sound like it does without this sound. And I wouldn't heap this false praise on you. I would just not I know. talk about it. I know. <laughs> um. So yeah, like it's good. If you put out a, a second record like this, I'll be like, all right, Kelsey. Enough of this. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone wouldn't say that. Well, so you ever talked to Carrie? Underwood? Yeah. Um, not often. Like we we've texted here and there. Um, but not often. Because she puts out songs that she she walks that line, a pop song. She does. And 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 also Carrie just doesn't give a crap. Yeah. She, she does her. I know Miranda gets credit for not giving a crap, but Carrie doesn't give a crap. Carrie does has her lane, like you said earlier. Exactly. And this isn't even to go back about that comment, but 
you know, getting to know Carrie a bit, it's like focus forward. This is what I do. I'm just going to do it. That's the best thing. And it's hard to do. It's so hard to do. With a million voices, it's really hard to do. Yeah. Um, and especially being like a young girl, it's hard to just like Amen. look ahead. <laughs> like I know. <laughs> you know, Bobby? <laughs> um, no, I don't know her well, um, but I remember I met her. I went to her Kalia fashion show in New York, actually, um, maybe a year and a half ago. And um, I went backstage and gave her a hug. And she was like, hey, here's my number if you ever need anything. And she's texted me a couple times. Like when my grandparents passed away, she texted me and... Um, a couple times. She's she's really cool, but we've never like hung out. We're not bros. So uh, early 2017 right now, in the life cycle of this record, mm-hmm. what's been the coolest? Give me a moment. Let's say give me. What's the first thing that comes to mind when I go? Give me a moment of the album. I don't care. Just in the last since the album because you've got to do a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot. Just give me the first one that comes to mind. The the, the most rewarding thing I've gotten to do is headlining tour, and I didn't. When my management came to me like a year and a half ago and they're like, we want you to headline the end of 2016. I was like, you guys are crazy. You're crazy. Like, it's not going to happen. Um, and I didn't think I was ready to put together like a 70 minute show. I didn't think I could do that. Um, it was the most rewarding thing I've ever done because you get so used to having your like 25, 30, 40 minute slot with two pillar songs that people know. And then the rest, you're kind of like just trying to get people to just even pay attention to you. Um, and with this tour, we had venues that were like, I think it was like 1200 to 2600 cap rooms sold out that they knew songs that I hadn't even put out yet. Every word to them. And to me, it just made me feel like the whole record meant something and had a life that was bigger than just the songs that I got to put out as singles, which was, it was really cool. You know what else? As I sit here and think, as I watch from a, thousand feet up sometimes what what you're doing and your socials and i'm a fan of artists period mm. and regardless of how big they are like i like i like or i like people trying things yeah and i like people doing things when people say stop doing them just because they feel it and you talk mm. about pop music in a second and i love the fact that you're just like i love pop music yeah because i like listen i i, I love hip-hop come on i love you know all, th- there are these things and i'm just it's just who i am mm-hmm. and the fact that you hop on instagram and I was watching Instagram of you doing the Chainsmokers Paris the other night. And I was like, the fact that she's still doing this just because she likes to do it, <laughs> that's much cooler than anything else. Because for your whole career, whatever it is, mm. people are always going to tell you you're not, this is not the cool thing to do. Forever. You're forever going to be told you should be doing something else. Yeah. And the person, surround yourself with the best people yep. and then listen to the, the best person, which is you. And I, and I like that you do that because I know that you get that you're not cool sometimes. Yeah. But sometimes it's haters too because you've blown up. Do you know? Do you do you know how fast you you blown up and how abnormal it is? What's What's really interesting is I I know, but I don't really know. Does that make sense? Yep. You know because you've. Done I know because people are telling me, and right. I know because it's been two years, and I feel like it's been ten. But the first big proper break I've gotten was this Christmas. I had like a week off for Christmas and two weeks in Australia. And I got home, I had 36 hours at home, did a, did a cover shoot for Billboard. I don't think that's, I don't, I'm not supposed to say that, but that happened. And then I literally got on a country cruise, which you're on a cruise with fans for five days to perform. And then I got home and so I was like jet lagged and like really kind of like, whoa, where, like, I need to be home for a second. I feel like I need to like get centered for a second. And I went through with management 
every day of this year, what I had going on. And I got really intimidated by my life because I just got to be a human for like a month. And I didn't really think about music too much um, because I needed to like have some experience to live and, and write about. And like just a lot of stuff happened. I got engaged and stuff like that. So I just wanted to kind of go away for a minute. And um, I, I literally sat with management and I was like, I don't, I don't think I can do this. Like I'm really intimidated by this and it makes me feel really insecure. And like, I, I don't know how this happened, you know? And like the start of my year really is the Grammys. I'm like, how do I ease into the Grammys? I don't know how to do this. And so that's been like a, I think the first time that I've really felt like, whoa, this did happen fast because now you're feeling the things that you probably should have been feeling a year ago. Like that intimidation, you know? Do you worry that you're going to let people down? Um... No, because no one thinks I'm cool. <laughs> so the, I, I don't really worry. There's a different, the people that, that, that assign coolness, they don't matter. Yeah, Do you know yeah, who yeah. matter? And you know this because you got it. Like you understand it. And I think you've had some great people that have taught you this. Is that, do you know who matters? The people that buy the music, yeah, that come sure. to the shows, that's who matters. Mm-hmm. That's who really tells you if you're cool or not. And I, I, I have the same thing. Like I, people can tell me I suck. They can write blogs about how terrible I am. But when I go to a stand-up show or I go to a Raging Idiot show or I go – those are the only people that matter. And you know this. Yeah. And and it's a it's a rare thing. And that's who matters. Yeah. And that's why I think that tour was so rewarding for me, because I was like, I am cool right now. And we're in a bubble yeah, that man. we sometimes don't see out of because we're in Nashville. Yeah. Everybody it's a it's a small town, relatively yes. speaking, and everybody's in it. Yeah. Telling you how cool that someone else is. Yep. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yes. But in reality, and you do a great job at this too. The coolest person is the person that comes out and, and shows support because we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Yeah. None of it. Yeah. Without people spend, they go to work and have jobs and like spend their money on you. I know. As an escape. That's cool. It is cool. Yeah, it is cool. And, uh, and, and don't lose sight of that. Yeah. Because you will get pulled in 80 directions and be told 100 things. And I'm telling you. Trust me, I get bashed constantly, but <laughs> f them, you know. Yeah, because you know. It's just it's all about for me. It's all about the listener. Like if they start to, like if I start to be a douchebag or I, I get high horsey or it's like, wow, you're da da. Then I'm like, I gotta pull, I gotta pull it back. You listen to them because it's like, I, you know, dance with the girl that brought you, and so mm. that's the, you, you talk about getting engaged and that. How about that? <laughs> it happened. Huh. Let's talk about that. I mean, you're young. Yeah, I am. I am. You're young. Yep. When are we talking about getting married? Like 10 years? Is it going to be one of those long... I, we haven't talked about it. I like. Um, I never have thought about like a wedding or getting married before. It's never been on my so you haven't horizon. Been a, a Pinterest, you haven't built a Pinterest board of... Not my thing. Yeah. I have dreamt about like what my tour will look like, mm. not what my wedding will look like. And... He's the best. I love him so much, and I'm stoked to marry him. But like, that's not the things that we're thinking about right now. We have people in our lives um, that we share that we're close to, and I. The first thing I did, I was like, okay, I saw Kelsey got engaged. Is she pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> who? It doesn't matter who. Oh God! It doesn't matter who. But no. I, no, I know you're not. Oh I know, Jesus! I, and and, and if, if I thought you were, or she said, you know, he or he said yes, mm. I wouldn't have asked that question. But <laughs> but I was like. Is she pregnant? 
Because because I wanted to be happy for you. Oh God. But you, you're not pregnant. I'm not. No, no, no. That's no, no. right now. You're not pregnant. Lord, no. You didn't get engaged because you were pregnant. No. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's what I thought. When I saw it, I was like, huh. Kelsey's, Kelsey's, it's, it's been pretty quick. Like, I remember, it's when, I remember when you met him, you went over to Australia to do an award show. In March. It's been like 10 and a half months. And so you go over and you meet him doing the award show? Because he, um, he lives in town. He lives in Nashville. He's lived in Nashville for like a year and a half. Um, or I guess like two years now. But... Yeah, he actually had come over and interviewed um, all the artists that were going over for that, the CMA Fest before. So I didn't remember him because I was in a relationship and whatever. And so he interviewed me and um, I get, he texted his friend that day and said, I met my wife today. I don't even remember him. Okay, do you have a screenshot of this? His friend is the one who told me. But do you have the screenshot? I don't have the screenshot. I just know how dudes are. <sighs> Mike, are you with... I mean... I mean, I've said that. <laughs> oh, t- oh, have you? It didn't work out? Yeah. yeah. It just doesn't work out for It doesn't me, work out. Well, yeah, but I don't remember. So Did you I, ask him if he'd ever said that before to anybody else? He, he, he was like me. Like, we were like, ha, it's been fun. See ya. Gonna go work now. You know, like, just not relationship people. Woof. Um, but yeah, no, we hosted the show together in Australia and um, they've been together ever since. And you came back. Came back. And then you started dating. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't know that he lived in Nashville um, when we hosted the show together. And was it? Did you fall for him like that? Like or, that? You really did? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You good looking dude. Uh he is. He's so hot, but he's just like a proper good human. Like he he's a good. good I, li- I like human. him. Yeah, I you like you him. have to hang like out him. with him. You really will. He's the best. I'm gushing. I need to stop talking. But <laughs> no, no, gush away. It's sick. It's it's a rare thing. It to, really to, to find like, someone gush worthy. My parents like are super super divorced, and I think that's probably why I was like kind of like I'll, I was in two two year relationships before, and you could not have paid me to even say the word marriage. Like I just would never think about that because. Also, you're also a kid, Kelsey. I'm a kid, and I love what I do, and I'm busy, and like that's kind of what my life is, and what I thought it was all about. And um, yeah, when I met him, I was like, "Woo, you're gonna change my life." Did you know he was going to propose? Uh, we had talked about wanting to get married. That that we knew that we wanted to be with each other forever. And um, how old is he? He's 31. Wow, he's older than I thought. He's older. Yeah, he's older than me. Um, and I knew he was older than you. Yeah. Look at him, robbing the cradle. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think I, I'm eight years older than my girlfriend, so you know I'm not one. There's nothing wrong with it. I I feel like I'm 23, and I have moments of acting like I'm 18. God, you're 23 now. That's crazy to me. I know. I have moments of acting like I'm 18 still, but I also have moments like I feel like my my real life is like I need I need to be about 35 all the time. Like I need to act like I'm like 35 all the time. You've had to grow up a lot quickly. But, yeah. but I'm telling you, you grew up a lot quickly, though, at a younger age, too. I mean, listen, you, it, it wasn't like you had this uh, Brady Bunch-type family. No. Because, and, you know, you've talked about that a bit with your mom and dad splitting up. Yeah. Um, and your mom lives here. My mom's in Franklin. No, yeah, she lives in Franklin. Not, yeah. not Nashville, but like 45 minutes south. Yeah, not far at all. And your dad? My dad's in Knoxville, so where I'm from. And so that's where you go and you put on the pajamas. No, that's mom. Oh, that that's is Franklin. Your mom's? Yeah. Oh. oh, that's her favorite thing. It's for all you guys to put on the footsie pajamas. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> why do you? Why you gotta hate? She, I don't. It makes I her don't. Happy. <laughs> she, it makes her so happy, and I think she thinks that everyone hates it, so she makes a big deal out of it, and so we all just kind of act like we hate it, but then we're like posting pictures because we think it's so fun. <laughs> 
So you start working on this next record. How long ago? I've been through a lot of phases with this album. I've, I mean, I, I probably wrote the first song we had written for it is a song called Graveyard, which I think I sent you. you did. And, um, I don't even know if first time was out yet when we had that song written. I mean, we've, we've been writing for it oh, forever. So really? We, I've probably written like maybe, maybe 200 songs. Yeah. And we've cut some, scrapped them. We've used a couple different producers. Didn't work out. Um, so we've really kind of gotten to experiment a bit more with this one. Um, but you know what the coolest part was? I, I went back to like the producers that did the first time and they're my friends and it's, I don't know. It just worked. Cause you can be honest with them. I can be honest with them. And like they, they created the sound that the first time is. And I think that that's really valuable, you know? And it was really cool to be able to try different producers and then learn that, like, they bring something really special. Um, and I don't think I appreciated that as much as I probably should have, and now I do because I know. You get the call that you've been nominated for Best New Artist. Did, um, and you know, just to be real, did you think that you would be one of the five nominees? <laughs> Honestly, it was really important to me. It was really important to me. Did you feel like it lessened your chances that Marin existed and she came on strong? Because I did. Um, I was like, oh, Marin's really cool. Like, yeah, Marin's cool. 200%. 200%. And the Grammys are way cooler than they are commercial. Absolutely. They put on people I never even heard of. And I love music and I'm like, who is this? The thing, the thing about me and Marin, and we're, we're friends. We're not super close. I would love to be close with her. Um, but the thing about Marin is if there's any other, I don't want to say this. I'm glad it's me and her. Like, I'm glad I'm in competition with her because she's so talented and her record is probably my most played record of the year. Um, and I think that hopefully once we get out of all the new categories, it'll be just like Carrie and Miranda where they it live in completely different lanes. But I think that people put us up against each other right now because we're the new girls and we're female and we're in the new artist category. You know what I mean? So right now, I think we're up against each other a lot, which again, I'm stoked it's her because she's really good. And that means that I'm in the same category as someone who's really good, which I'm stoked about. Um, and I think that eventually, as we keep putting out music, hopefully we keep just growing into those positions as like a Carrie and Miranda. We're, we're just in different lanes, you know? It's such a weird dynamic because you have all these number one songs. Was that rude? I didn't mean to be rude. No, there's no, there's such God, a, I don't want to be... On it. No, no. The, I'm a first, huge fan of hers. So I didn't want to sound mean. <laughs> you sound very complimentary. Okay. And, I, and I would tell you to, and I'll call you on it and be like, hey, well, uh, and we're just, everything's about honesty here. Um, I, and I love Marin's record, too. Yes. Holy crap. Once, I can't with that song. It's for the Grammys. I, first of all, I don't think either one of you is going to win the award. You're going to balance it. You're going to kill each other. Chance the Rapper. I think that's who I picked. Did I pick <laughs> yeah. Chance? Yeah, yeah. Just, because I just did the logic of it. Oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. here is how we break it down, and I think you guys cancel each other out enough to where it doesn't. Um, uh, who, who's the rock group? The rock Chainsmokers group? and the ch- the rap, it, it couldn't have been the Chainsmokers, but it's they're a pop group, and mm. again, the Grammys aren't about commercial. commercial. I know they actually. Go away from that. I know. And people vote again. I'm a voter. I'm a Grammy voter. Yeah. And I was probably the only one who voted for like all the pop stuff, you know, because I just know how. So I think you guys, listen, for the format, I would love 
if either one of you want it. Yeah. It's a big deal that we're both nominated in it. Crazy that you both are. Big because deal. I thought it was going to be one of the two of you. Yeah. I was like, I wonder which one. It's going to be, I knew it would be one of you. It, um, yeah, it's a big deal. There, there's never been two country artists in that category, it's, let alone again, two chicks. It's crazy. a big deal. Yeah. Um, which in itself feels like a victory, you know? Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not prepared to win that. I know that. Uh, and I'm cool with that. So they, they, they do the thing and they don't call your name. How do you feel? I mean, it happened before. <laughs> At CMAs? Yeah. Uh, were you hurt by that? Um, I mean, as much as, much as you should be. I get hurt. When I lose, I, it, it crushes me on the yeah. inside. I'll be honest. I hate it. When yeah. there's an awards thing and I don't win, I'm like, I'm a complete loss and a failure. And then it, it motivates me to do more. But I'll just be honest. It sucks to lose. Yeah. I mean, I, I try to be really practical going into these kind of things because... <sighs> Awards are cool. Like, I have a couple. They're on my shelf. It's really fun to show my friends. Um, but it doesn't, I mean, I'm down with my three number ones. It makes me really happy. That makes me really happy. Um, and I, I don't know. I, it's a hard time I was, to I was bummed, but I was also like, it makes, it's good. It's fine. I'd have been bummed. I'd have been, I'd have been like, don't you realize I have number one songs? Like, just the human part of me, I'd have been like, what, what are you guys doing? Like, how I'm performing. I got three number ones. Why, why am I not? If, I think, if anything, it probably just fed into that, like. I'm not cool. People don't think I'm absolutely. cool. Absolutely. I think that's probably the, more of yeah. the feeling uh, rather than like, oh, they don't like me or like, oh, they don't think I'm good. It's like, I'm just not cool. You know, that's kind of, I think, the insecurity. You know, what the, you know what the coolest thing is, though? Period is not caring. I know. I'll get there. Yeah. I'll get there. I'm not there yet, though. I'm okay to say that. I don't think anyone ever fully gets there. Yeah, especially artists. We're so emotional. We're just, it's just weird as a, when you create, you're so vulnerable because we create and then every, and, and I'm not comparing what I do to you, but we create in different lanes. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, like I wrote that stupid book and I was like, Jesus, man, I, like I'm putting it all out there and people are going to tell me I suck or I'm good or you're vulnerable because mm. you created something and then it's up to everybody else to critique it. Mm. And they critique it with their money or their mouths or their keyboards. Yes. And we depend on those critiques to eat. I uh, know. Like mortgages. I uh, know. Engagement rings. You know, <laughs> he, yeah, he's, um, uh, Michael, we got here. Who are we throwing to over here? 100 Flowers. All right, let's talk about 100 Flowers. All right, if you're listening right now, uh, if you have a new relationship and you're like, I got to impress for Valentine's Day, uh, or you're in a relationship and you still got to impress for Valentine's Day, let me talk about 1-800-Flowers.com. It'll be the best decision that you make. 1-800-Flowers has great deals on awesome bouquets. And listen, I'm no bouquet expert, except I know when I see something really pretty. And I know they do a good job because they're super fresh. Right now, a dozen multicolored roses for $29.99. 1-800-Flowers will give you another dozen plus a vase for free. 50% off the original price. So 1-800-Flowers, they are picked at their peak. They're shipped overnight. It's fresh. They're going to love them. Buy one, get one free rose bouquet right now, plus a vase, an amazing offer. It is not going to last long. To order a dozen multicolored roses, plus an extra bouquet and a vase, for just $29.99, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter Bones. Uh, 1-800-Flowers.com, enter Bones. Don't forget to click the radio icon, enter Bones. Um, it, it ends soon. Don't want to miss this. So just enter Bones. Click the radio enter Bones. All right, cool. All right, so... You have uh, a fiance. Yeah. You got a new record coming out. Yeah. I, wa- I want to know about this fiance for a second. Okay. Like, what's his deal? Well, <laughs> which part? What do you want to know? Let's talk about his music. 
because he's an artist. I have never, I've never heard him sing. Do you want to hear him sing? I'm not against it. I mean, I wouldn't be like, let me out of here. So good. Is he? Yeah. I could, I mean, yes. It'd be weird for me. It'd be tough for me to be with another artist if I didn't respect what they did. I've always said I would never be with another artist because it, it, it's weird. I've dated a songwriter before. It's competitive. It's like awkward. Yeah. And it's, it's just not, it's just not. So I opened for him in Australia too, which was kind of cool to like flip that. And then he opened for you Mm -hmm. on your headlining tour. Yeah. Um, who does it get competitive? I wonder, I mean, if he goes out and doesn't have six, cause most artists don't have success initially. Most artists aren't Kelsey. <laughs> I know, I know. I mean, is that... Does it, is, I'm just not worried about it. I don't he, know. Is he, though? I think does that he feel like he needs to be successful for you? I think that he, he will be successful for me, whatever that means. But I, I'm just not worried. He's so talented, and I, he's, everyone loves him that meets him. And so I think that it'll work out how it's supposed to work out for him. What's he good at? He's a really good entertainer. I think that's his strongest suit. Like, he writes and all of that. He's a great singer, but he's a really, really great entertainer. Like, help me put part of my last show together. What's his deal then uh, musically? Is it right, right now, is he on a label? He's on Warner Australia. Um, and then he's not on a Nashville label yet. Yet? Yeah. should make Black River sign him. Just nope. force him since you are. Nope. Hard since, pass. Since Hard you, pass. Since you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting you have two i mean listen if it were it's a it's a difficult juggling act to to be with someone else creative i'm going to do the same thing yeah you're just it's just two creative people and but it's also like i think as long as you can separate it like there are times where i'm like i need you to tell me what to do in this situation or like i need your opinion on this like put your business hat on you say and his then, name by the way we haven't we've never said his name his name is morgan morgan what morgan evans morgan evans everybody can google Doll. morgan evans <laughs> Um, but yeah, but we also will be like, let's just not talk about anything to do with what we do tonight. Like, let's just talk about our family or friends or something else, like a stupid YouTube video. It doesn't matter anything. Um, and it's cool to be able to like do either, you know, what do you guys have fun doing together? What's your, what's like your, we travel, we love to travel. Yeah. Yeah. We went to, um, Hawaii and then we went to Paris and Florence and then, like even stuff like Blackberry Farm, like right right down the road, just little getaways are really really good. Fair to say you're making money now, finally. Um, this year I started to make a lot of money. Yeah. People think when you have a song on the radio, immediately you become some crazy millionaire. It's opposite. I mean, most artists I know lose money. It's so hard for a long time. It, the first year, and I, I remember, this is so canon. I'm getting in so much trouble for this. Radio tour was the hardest time of my life because. I was working so hard. Um, And for myself, like I was doing it for me, you know, but I was exhausted and you don't get paid, but everyone around you does. And I happened to be dating my guitar player at the time. So he was getting paid and I wasn't. And I remember there was one time where I couldn't pay my rent when I got home. Um, And it was actually, it was during my Opry debut and all my like family and friends were there and I was like, do I ask my parents to pay my rent? Like, what do I do? And, um, ended up something cool happened, but what he, cool happened? Uh, I don't know if he'd want me to t- say it. Someone, someone 
showed up and did it for me. Paid my rent for me. Someone that you'll probably take that and help someone else in the same way. Yeah. He's like the coolest person. You're welcome. Yeah, it was not you. I know that for a fact. <laughs> um, yeah, but um, radio, I mean, yeah, that whole time is so hard because you have to support the people that are there to support you, but essentially you're working for yourself, you know, and it's it's really, it's really tough, really tough. Your mom proud of you? So proud. She's my date to the Grammys. We're going cool. shopping next week. Uh, I, oh, man, that's, that's a tough call. Why is it a tough call? I know you and your mom were close. Yeah. And your mom moved out here when you were 15. We made a deal when I was like 14. Oh, okay. I okay. If you made a deal, you we got made to a deal. deal. Okay. We made a deal. I mean, you just got engaged. No, I, mean, I know. He's going to be out there with me just for my sanity purposes. But um, yeah, no, I made a deal with my mom when I was like 14 because we used to watch the Grammys together. And I was like, when I get to go to the Grammys, you're going to come with me. You're going to be my date. And so then it actually happened. <laughs> so she's my date. That's cool. Yeah, I'm stoked. And she's proud. Does she have pictures up of you like all through the years? Did that- she makes me these scrapbooks, like Shutterfly scrapbooks. She made me one for Christmas. And I, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. My trainer was over this morning and the books propped up on my shelf. And I'm like, hey, look at me with brown hair. And she was like, that's you? Jeez, baby fat. And I was like, mm-hmm. Your trainer's hardcore though. Like she was in the military. She is a boss lady for a, for a while. Woo! It's hectic. She's um, yeah, she's hardcore. She's hardcore. Yeah, um, yeah. So my mom keeps all the pictures. That's fun. Yeah, it's fun to have someone that's been there. And your mom moved for you. I know. I know. She it's moved a big deal. for you as a kid, and I think as you get older too, you'll and when you have kids, you'll probably be like, "Dang, I appreciate that." Like, I, I get it. It's cool, too, because she had just started dating her now husband in Knoxville um, like six months before we moved. And so they kept dating. They don't like they just met, started dating. We moved and then they dated long distance for like seven years. I would say they dated mid distance, mid distance. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> uh, short distance, really. Uh, for seven years. And now he lives out here and they're married and stuff. So what was it like playing back in Knoxville the theater? It was cool. It's so funny because I knew that there were a lot of people in the audience that like my choir director was there, which like, I mean, I could have just died that she was there. Um, My parents were there. um, A lot of my friends were there. But then there were also like my ex-boyfriend was there. um, My like the Peter Pan, like high high school. Um, uh, There were a couple of people that like, and it happens because you hear the story all the time, but like that um, aren't really your friends. And then all of a sudden you have yeah, a song yeah. on the radio and they're like, ah, Kelsey, here's a picture of us. And you're like seven people away from each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, there were like a lot of those people there too. So I remember before I went out on stage, I was like, do it for, do it for your friends and do it for your family. But like, do it for the people that are here that like, didn't think you could do it, you know? And I went out and I swear, I've never like flipped my hair that hard in my life. Like I just went out there and turned into someone else. But, and I was so proud of myself because I thought I was going to be so emotional. And I just like, I did the best show I've probably ever done. And then for the encore, I walked out um, into the audience. Uh, we always like pick a spot. Never know who's going to be around it. Just pick a spot. And I walk out with my guitar to play the first time. And I walk out 
And it's my second show of the whole tour. It's my hometown in the theater that my dad used to live above and I would sneak down into. Like, it's, I saw Little Big Town there. I saw Zach Brown. I mean, it's just like a super special place to me. And I look up and my dad's right in front of me and two of my best friends are like to my right. And then Forrest and Jason Massey, my producers, surprised me and drove in and they were like on my, on my left. And I just looked up at them and I started bawling. I mean, just like couldn't even get my, my words together. Um, and while it's embarrassing, like why, while it's happening, it's a cool moment to look back on, you know, who are you writing with tonight? Uh, I'm writing with uh, Jimmy Robbins and a chick named Mozella. She wrote, I came in like a wrecking ball. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we wrote uh, two days ago, and we got two songs in three hours. Wow. We were like, let's do this again. It's funny. You know, my you sing wrecking ball. I've become friends with Jesse Alexander. She? And she, she wrote The Climb. Short sure, I Drive Your Truck. Even real. But she's not real. She's like, not real. She, I saw her again because I went... Um, and I don't, I don't get to go to a lot of things, but I went and went to watch Dirk's play. I was there. I, I, I saw a picture of you. I never, I never saw you. I was there. But I saw a picture of you at the end. Yeah. Uh, um, but, so I went to watch Dirk's, and I, and I saw her back there, and we're on like the ACM board together, and we've got to kind of know each other. And you, you sing Wrecking Ball. She wrote Miley Cyrus' The Climb. <gasps> which, so crazy. When she sings, her and her husband are both songwriters. Um, but when she sings that, it, it's so good. But she wrote, you know, Lee Bryce, I Drive Your Truck, which yeah. I think most country people would go to that first. Yeah. But I'm always like... The Climb. You sang The Climb from Miley. Yeah, I you was wrote the, climb. the biggest Hannah Montana fan. Oh, gosh. Did you ever go to Hannah Montana's show? A Miley Cyrus show? Yes, and Jonas Brothers opened. Really? Oh, yeah. Knoxville, Thompson Bowling Arena. Yep. They were... That was, when I was doing pop radio, like the Jonas Brothers, people would... I mean, that's how I was. I was like a camp out Jonas Brothers fan. And Girl, then Nick played with me on the ACMs. Keep everybody country. Don't, don't, you can't say anyone country in this next question. Okay. Growing up, eliminate all country. Just <laughs> your favorite artist. Give me three artists that you loved. Not country. Not country. My first concert was Britney. Um, I, this makes me sound probably weird. I loved like Frank Sinatra. My dad listened to him all the time in the well, kitchen. Well, that's why. Because it made yeah. you feel like you were so, close to your dad. So Frank Sinatra, that kind of oldie stuff. Um, and and I mean, like Hannah Montana was a big one for me. I wanted to be a musician. I was going to school. And like, I just kind of. You feel like you're living the double I life I felt too. like I was Hannah Montana, <laughs> yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited for, for. I hope you have always number one. You know, I, I oh, hope it me is. too. Thanks. And I, and I know a bit you're kind of like ready for the. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, you're like, I'm ready for the new stuff. Well, but I, I'm excited to like finish it out on this song. So hopefully it works. Me too. Out. And I'm ready for the new stuff. Me too. Because <laughs> I, I just think everyone's going to see a different picture. Yeah. And congratulations on the Grammy nomination. Thanks. Thank you. It's, Are you going out? that i don't think so i don't think so i don't i don't think so i don't like to do stuff okay. I, I just don't okay unless i have to do something at it like i'll go to the like i'm on the board of the acms and i probably wouldn't go to the acms unless i was doing part of the tv so really I'll, I'll, yeah i just don't i just feel pressure that, that people have to talk to me in places you're doing the iheart festival well, yeah, but that's my company. I'm hosting it and playing, but that's my company. I'm playing it this year. You are playing it, I, I which, is, which is awesome because it's awesome. I'm, I've wanted to. It's awesome. It's because yeah. it, it's one. It's not like an award show where it's slow. It's like bam, bam, bam. The stage flips. Oh, and yeah, I'm so excited. We're playing it. We're and we're, but we're bringing out somebody to play with us that people are gonna flip out about, which is gonna be crazy. That's sick. Um, 
But my first tour was with you guys. Yeah, that was, it, we we spent a lot of time in cars together. Like we did. I know. Like not even buses. No and, and, vans. And, you know, we're both now to the point where we take buses to. We're, you know, <laughs> we're, and we're definitely different. And you're a real life thing, and I'm an entertainer. We <laughs> we, we entertain, but we get to take buses now. Back in the day. We were taking a small van or an SUV and driving like six hours. And I would like, be like, Kelsey, get the car out and play something while we drive for three hours. Uh, I really did. Yeah. And Kelsey <laughs> would sit in the back and just play. It feels and... like so long ago. It does. It's so it weird. feels like forever ago. I know. I know. I mean, I feel like this freaking radio show is 20 years old and it's three and a half years old. I is feel that like, it? Yeah, yeah, it's not four years yet. Yeah, well. And then I, in like your record, you probably feel like, it gets, again, it's been yeah, like 10 it, years. Yeah, it does. But it's cool. It's been weird to watch you go from a baby to where you are now and the ups and the downs and our ups and downs because we were really close and then not close and then really close. Like, I but, know. but through all of that, like I've always been like a call away regardless. Yeah. And there'll probably be a time where listen, we're on the same label too. Like full disclosure, we're also on the same record label and I'm doing comedy projects with the label, like yeah. not even music and our lives and our careers They're are very, very intertwined. intertwined. I yes, know. they are. I know. And that's why I was like, let me see if I can see anything on the internet I don't know about Kelsey, which is, this is the weirdest Bobby cast because it's like I'm on with somebody from my show almost that yeah. I just know everything about. Like yeah. I almost know every answer to every question I'm going to ask. I so, know. So it's difficult for me. I will always root for you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I know. We really, we've had a... We've it's had been, a, it's I been know. weird. I know. It's been weird. I know. But... I just hope that you keep doing you. Yeah. Because at times, it's hard not to do you. Yeah. And I say that just in general. Yeah. And I'm happy that you are. And, I, and I'm excited about the second record because I, 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 I've heard some stuff and it's just different. It's different. Yeah. First record is... it is, good? Do you like it? I, I don't give opinions on that stuff anymore. Oh, okay. I do. I, th- I do. But yeah, I don't do. You know. Yeah. Okay. It's a weird thing now because I have friends and even my girlfriend, I don't tell her what songs... Do you know what I say? Yeah, you're dating. Let's talk about that. You can talk about it if you want, but here's the thing that I tell her because she's you know you know putting together a record and she's finally like screw it, I'm just putting together my own kind of record. She's like, I've done what they wanted me to do, yeah, and I've done, I've made singles that they wanted me to make. By the way, hey, by the way, and again, that that was the song. She was like, I'm gonna put it out, but now she's like, you know who I am? I'm 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 a I'm a country blues player. She's like, and I this is what this is the record I want to make. So she's making it, and I listen to songs. But I don't go, that's for the radio. My only talk with her is, would I buy it? And I'll be like, you know what? I wouldn't buy that song, but mm. I see where it would fit on a record. But so sure. there's a weird relationship. Yeah. And it's in a, in a way, even with you, if you were like, hey, what do you think? I, would be, I couldn't be like, oh, that's radio. I'd be like, yeah, I'd buy it. Or, nah, I wouldn't buy it. That's an interesting perspective. Because I, ha- I have to. Yeah. I'm so, you're, you're, you're biased. Even if you don't want to be, you're biased. Yeah. And then I go, because uh, she has songs, I'd be like, I would download that. And then she has songs be like, you know, I wouldn't. Huh. But I do see where it fits. Yeah. In this record that in her she had a record coming in a couple of weeks. But um yeah. It's I a, like her a lot. It's a thing. She's a good human. It's a thing. Oh yeah, she's she makes me a normal human because I'm not mm. and she drags it out of me. Yeah, she's a good human. And and Morgan probably does the same thing for you where yep. it's it just introduces a different side of you even to yourself. Yeah. Where you're like, wow, I didn't feel, realize I'd be that comfortable being like this. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm happy for you. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But, <laughs> but it's good. Well, uh, congratulations. Thanks, man. And, you know, if you win the Grammy, that's awesome. <laughs> and if you don't, that's awesome. I'll wear a pretty dress and I'll sit near Beyonce and that's enough. 
And when and here's the thing. You have to again at times take and look at it from far away. Let's say odds are you or me and neither one are gonna win. Odds are you're not gonna win because just looking at the math of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. In two or three years you'll look back and go, That was the coolest thing ever. Even though you're kinda gonna be a little bit sad when you don't win. Yeah. You're gonna look back and go, it's a, so just go and it's something that I've had to learn how to do and just almost take mental pictures. Yeah. To remember how cool it is. Even I just though started you're videoing everything on my phone. Like every right, every like I just people, start- people hack and steal your stuff. They- all the time. I get hacked all the time. Me too. I get oh. hacked all the time. There was a time. Ugh, it's right? It sucks. It's so, so stressful. It is so stressful. I had to call Twitter. And they don't have a number you look up on the, on the internet. They had to be like, guys, I need help. Because I'm getting hacked all the time. Yeah. All the time. Do they ever steal your music? I There's a live link on eBay right now of like half my next record. Really? Yeah. And there's nothing you can do there's about nothing it. You because- can, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. I'm like, if you hack my phone, you're going to get a lot of pictures of my dog, which is fine, and my contacts, which is probably what people want. You know? It's just my address book. Yeah. Which is super annoying. You are cool. You are cool with your address book. I'm not, that's not what I, that's not you what are I mean cool. at all. Do you know Haley Steinfeld? I not no. Oh, you should because I like that song. Well, I, I love, never know that I was stopping. No, I love that song, and I met her maybe once, um, but we're not we're not buds. Man, you need to be yet. That's a good song. I like yet. that song. That's a that's a Haley song and Zed Zed did yes. that song with her too. I love that. Avicii's song. in town writing right now. He is, and you know who he's writing with because Keith. Um, Keith. But I was just okay. So I'm a huge Walker Hayes fan. I don't know if you know Walker. So good. So he's opening for me on my comedy tour. So good. Like, Break the internet. My favorite. Have you heard Shut Up, Kenny? Yeah, I've heard. Listen. Have I, you heard Shut Up, Kenny? It makes me want to never write another song. All he's, of Walker's songs make me go, why, why is anybody else even trying? Like, walk, like he's it's next level. And he works in a tiny level. shed. And he works on old, crappy. Equipment. P- producing equipment that's so old that when people come in, they go, dude, I can't. This doesn't match. Like with my current computers. But he. Uh, he's a freak. Yeah. I don't even think we've met in person ever, but I just like randomly will oh, comment man. on his stuff and be like, eh, you're good. <laughs> it's just different. Level. The Halloween song. Oh, he comes, he plays that with in Nikita sings the girl part. Oh my gosh. At our show. It's, it's like, too good. No, it's, it's, it's like cool. Halloween. You look at it and you go, well, this is going to be dumb Halloween, but Walker has a song called Halloween and it's like, I don't have to pretend anymore. I can put all my, my masks, my masks yeah. and my capes and stuff down with you. And I'm like, Pfft. it's just like, that's, that's the thing. That is songwriting at its finest. And you're We're like, out there. it's rare to hear and feel things anymore. Like us too when we hear stuff all the time. Mm. But all that being said, thumbs up to you. <laughs> Thanks. This is just the beginning of it. And it's a roller coaster and you're going to have your downs, but you can have some huge ups. And it's really cool to be, yes, able, to, man. To be yes. able to watch. And hopefully one day I'll get to see a picture of your wedding. That'd be cool. Oh my gosh. A wedding. <laughs> Woof. Yeah. That'd be cool. That's when you say no, you're going to be invited. You are. Yeah, well, I I don't know if a wedding will happen, but if it does, of course you're invited. Right. You heard it here. For, tell, tell, tell Morgan I said hello. I will. I will. And uh, I hope hope everything's fantastic. Thank you. Kelsey Ballerine, uh, what episode has this been, uh, Mike? 33. You are episode 33. We've been trying to work this out for a while, but both of us have been gone. I know. And then I know. Finally, I'm glad it worked out. Finally good. And I will say too, and I don't say this, and I won't bring it up to people if they show up and it's different. But there are about five of you ever that just show up by yourself, and that's so cool. And oh, you, and yeah? you know who two of the five were? Huh. You and Marin. Yeah? You're both like, I'm just down. I don't have anybody with me. Let's just talk. <laughs> Let's and, just hang out. And to me, that's that's a, it's a, a cool human thing. Like, regardless of music or anything else, it's like, 
I'm just coming over. I'm not bringing my manager. I'm not bringing my people. Let's just sit down and talk. Yeah. And so when you showed up, I was like, is Kelsey going to show up? But there are, we also have mutual friends. So we it, do. It'd have been different. She dropped me off. Megan literally dropped me off like a mom. So, uh, yeah, it's good. I'm glad you came. Me too. Thanks okay. for having me. Yeah. All right, Kelsey Ballerini, this has been um, another episode of the Bobbycast. How'd you feel it went? Good? So fun. I don't know why you freaked out about the mirror thing, by the way. You said nothing even remotely. Oh, my God. Not- I don't know. I just get really nervous. <laughs> people, people get weird and, like, you know. And these chairs are comfortable and you just start saying stuff. I know. And yeah. then I was rocking in my chair and I don't know. Whatever. Right. We're going to go. Uh, thank you, Kelsey, and good luck with life. Bye. Right. Well, 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 we'll see you next time, guys. <laughs>